0: Now you want to play with the big boys. This is what it feels like to play with the big boys. Mind you, he has never made it successful. We're not even going to go there. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome or welcome back to Soaplore, the official gathering place for newbies, novices, and OG diehard fans of the golden age of primetime. I'm your host, Jed, and we're viewing and reviewing the soapiest, fuzziest primetime storylines of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Today is a dynasty type of day. You know what that means. Pull out the fine china and put on your finery. we are getting into some of the most indulgent behavior of the early 80s. So whether you're new to this or true to this, get back and enjoy. Tell the kids it is time to play outside or out of sight. Tell Babe no questions, suggestions, or concerns for the next 25 to 35 minutes. Everyone else in earshot, hey, hey, hey. Be cool, be quiet, or you will be kicked out. We have to talk about our stories. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Soap Floor. Purchase. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of Soap Lore. We are back at it. Season 3, episode 17. Oh my gosh, I can't hardly wait. Last week was such an exciting time. Finally. Finally the drama I've been wanting. I know I've been saying that for a while, but it's finally bubbling up. Like I just imagine people on the playground the next day, at the water cooler or whatever, talking about, girl, did you watch Dynasty? Did you watch Falcon Cross? Did you watch Dallas? Yeah, I watched it. And I can't wait to watch it again. For those of you who are joining me for the first time, welcome. This is, as I said, the official gathering place for newbies and novices and OG diehard fans alike. We're all watching the show together. Some people are reminiscing. The rest of us are just like, oh my God, how did I live without this? Today, I felt like Dynasty. I have a lot of chores to do today. I have a few moments to myself and I'm like, I'm not going to waste this time. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to prepare dinner. I'm going to prepare lunch. It's midday as I watch this, which feels a little bit funny. Of course, I've watched these shows in the middle of the day, but it just feels a little weird today. I needed something a little more glamorous. So we're going to start off with Dynasty. As you recall, last week, Alexis came into, she's about to acquire Denver Carrington, And Jeff is in the hospital. They finally got his toxicology reports back. So if you want to watch this, I am, of course, watching Dynasty, Dallas, and Falcon Crest on Amazon, on the Amazon Prime app. Dynasty, I had to come up off some money for. I think you might have to do that for the rest of the seasons as well. But Dallas and Falcon Crest are free. If you so choose to do that, there's minimal commercials It's not that big a deal. It's on the Freevee app. Also, some other housekeeping business. I recently joined a couple of Facebook pages for Falcon Crest and Dynasty. And again, we've talked about this before. It's a little bit difficult for me to hang out there a lot because I don't want anything to be totally given away. But at the same time, to me, this is the best community. I am looking for OGs. I want to interview you guys. I want you to tell me your experience with these shows. And see what it's like for you re-watching this. All right, let's get down to business. It's hot. Like I said, I have to run around for these things. So I'm going to pour myself a little something. As we watch season three, episode 17. Let me see if my eyesight can work from the kitchen. Well, it's a little blurry, but this episode is called Battle Lines. Crystal suspects Alexis has, oh, knows the reason for Jeff's illness. Mm-hmm, because she does not have a poker face. Uh. Looks like it says Blake tries to prevent Alexis's proposed merger. And Jeff is released from the dot, dot, dot. We know what he's released from. Seems like all this will just kind of uno reverse itself. Once they can prove that he was out of his mind, he was obviously poisoned or under the influence. Can't take that seriously, but let's go ahead and jump in season three episode 17 called battle lines about five minutes into the show and Blake is already showing his entire behind first and foremost welcome back lawyer Andrew we haven't seen Andrew in several episodes he's back apparently he was on some flight Blake called him up in the middle of the night telling him all about Alexis's takeover so he shows up at Denver Carrington and he's like okay Blake tell me exactly what happened And he goes back through it. And I'm watching this thinking, what is different about them? They both look like they've had a little bit of work done. Andrew looks fantastic. Looks like he's had a facelift or they started using long comb or something. His makeup is flawless. Hair's pushed back. And Blake, I guess they just cut his hair, but he looks like he's had a little work done too. Anyway, Blake's like, yeah, Alexis told me she was going to take over, blah, blah, blah. But I need you to, to get a judge to put an injunction or put a stop to all this. And lawyer Andrew's like, okay, cool. But like on what grounds? What do you want me to say? Then explains. So Blake starts to explain Jeff's toxicology report. He was clearly had some sort of neuro poisoning. He couldn't have been in his right mind when he signed over the baby's shares. And Andrew being a lawyer, is like, "Uh, this seems like a likely story. Like the judge is going to need a little bit more proof than he was poisoned. I mean, it doesn't exactly. And he's got a point. I didn't think about this. Of course, being in the audience, we get to see everything. But he's right. Just because someone was poisoned. I mean, hell, we don't know when that happened. That could have happened 10 minutes before he got here. Could have been poisoned for two or three years. Who are we to say? Like, Andrew's like, just give me a little something more. But Blake and his ego, they're hurt at this point. So he flips out. and Andrew, I tell you, I tell you what to do. Why are you asking me all these questions? You figure it out. That's what I pay you for. And Andrew does something. He doesn't say anything, but he says something. And I, I'm not a body language expert, but I'm pretty close. He leans back in his chair like, oh, okay. Mm, I see you. Okay, Blake. You must have forgot who I am and what I do. Doesn't say a word, but his body language says it like, okay. Blake's going to mess around. Andrew's going to turn into Philip. Do you want him going back and forth between Alexis and him? Better get yourself together, Blake. Also, Alexis is once again in cream and white. Her and Crystal, oh, Crystal too. Crystal is suddenly, as we know from the synopsis, by the way, go back and read that yourself. I'm literally like 30 feet away from the living room when I read that, so I think that's what it says. Crystal's putting two and two together. Like, one moment, Alexis was totally distraught about Jeff, the next moment, she was drinking champagne. I don't know. I kind of think she might have said or done something, Blake. like, you might need to look into that. So now she's got this wild hair of his behind. Mind you, this is a very accurate wild hair, but a wild hair nonetheless. I love that she is suddenly Inspector Gadget or McGruff the Crime Dog out here solving crimes, putting two and two together, but it goes back to what Adam said last week. Mother... You gotta pull it together. You gotta get your life together because people are gonna start noticing that you're, you're acting weird. You're flipping out. Back to her and her cream. So the next scene is Alexis on her phone. She's wearing one of those, I'm calling it a Mamushka hat. I don't know what it's called, but it's a fur hat that people in tundras wear. And she's in all white and cream. She's covered in fur and there's people going in and out of her beautiful penthouse loading up luggage. Adam walks in. And he's like, mom what's going on well she's on the phone and she is making plans getting ready to travel to switzerland with jeff apparently she has booked this ambulance style plane so that he'll have care around the clock she's going to take him to the spa and it's going to be wonderful according to her this is where bear with me here soap opera or not This is where the haves and the have-nots start to really, really show. It's one thing to be wealthy. It's one thing to be filthy rich. Alexis is both. She's been, I guess, moderately wealthy at one point. Married Blake. He was on the come up, got to be pretty wealthy, rich. She's been on his dime the last 16 years. And she married Cecil Colby, who has just an obscene amount of money. But she's never actually earned it. So this is where that tale is starting to come in. So I have to be on Adam's side here where he's like, Mom, it's not a great idea to skip town and leave the country when, you know, people are looking at Jeff. Suddenly he's out of the hospital. Do you really think it's a great idea to take him halfway around the world? He's not as gentle in his delivery because he's just like, lady, are you tripping? Are you for real? What are you doing? Did you forget that we have a whole merger? Why are you trying to go on these little escapades with this kid? She's not trying to hear that. Alexis's point is like, well, Adam, you know what? This is a perfect spot for soap floor theater. If this is your first time joining me, welcome. I hope you enjoy yourself. I hope you stick around. If you want a brief synopsis or you want to kind of catch up, I suggest you start at episode 80 and work your way forward. You'll be all caught up on season three as to where we are now, and you'll kind of get the gist of what we're doing here, okay? But I need you to know something. I never make up anything. I don't do that. What I will do from time to time is extract the essence of a scene versus giving you the verbatim dialogue in something I like to call soap lull theater. Let me wet my whistle. All right. So this is what's going on. Penthouse. Alexis is having other people pack because she's rich. Like, what does she look like getting her white? She's an all white and cream, baby. What's she going to do? Get dirty? Are you crazy? She's on the phone. She's just about to hang up when her long lost son, Adam, walks in the door. He hears this and he confronts her. Alexis. Hello, Adam. Adam. Uh, Hey, mom. What's going on? Looks like you're about to go somewhere. What's what is all this? Alexis. Well, I'm going to Switzerland with Jeff. Have this perfect spa. There's an ambulance. It's going to be totally great. Adam. Going to Switzerland. Did you forget that we have a whole merger to take care of? What are you doing? Alexis. Well, I can't very well let him go by himself. He does know how you poison him and whatnot. I got to make sure he's okay. Adam. You're going to make sure he's okay. That's real interesting. Didn't you say there's going to be nurses there? Can't someone else hold his hand? Why do you need to be the person to go? Alexis, you know, little boy, I am too rich, too fabulous, and wearing way too much white to have this filthy conversation with you. I do not appreciate the accusations. I need you to collect yourself. Adam, matching her energy. Okay, cool. Well, then I won't be around the bush, mom. Seems to me, I've seen the way you look at Jeff. Seems to me like you're taking advantage of this situation. Could it be that you want to go on this trip because he's divorcing your daughter? End scene. Now, listen, I might have thought this a couple, two, three dozen times. Not sure if I've ever said it out loud, but I see it. She seems to be mildly obsessed with Jeff. She swears it's up and down because he gave her a gardenia on the day. (laughs) He gave her a gardenia, which happens to be one of my favorite flowers on the day that Blake kicked her out of the house way back then. She can't let that go. You were the only one who believed in me. You held my hand when Cecil died in the nick of time. She always leaves that part out. So dare I say it. I'm glad Adam is messy. I'm glad he's there. And you know what? Adam has a point. There's a whole series on TikTok. The villain had a point. Yo, Adam is making a whole lot of sense. Not to mention he is the spawn of she and Blake. Adam continues and is like, listen. Sorry I said that Mama must have gotten beside myself, but ultimately, you can't give Blake Carrington a whole week and a half to recoup. He's gonna go for your neck. She's not trying to hear it. He's touched a nerve, and dare I say it, I think he's right. She and Fallon, to say the least, have the same taste in men. They both add as much as they try to cover it up. We all know. We were all there season one. Fallon hooked up with Cecil. Period. Season two, Alexis is with him. Both Fallon and she are in the Mark. Say what you will. Hey, same difference. Adam has a point. Adam has a very valid point. So Jeff is also out of the hospital this episode. Oh, here's the best part. So after her son, Loki, called her out for being A, way too obvious. You're drawing attention to yourself, which is true. And B, being somewhat into Jeff. I'm going to say that's also true. Alexis puts on the rest of her fur ensemble. She's got on a white turtleneck, fur hat, White pants, white shoes, put on some white gloves. Then she covers herself in a fur shawl and a muff. She had time today. All white everything. She goes to the hospital. And this is where I've been rich, but I've never worked for it. Like she don't know how things work. She thinks you just show up and people do what you say. So she comes sashing in. Of course, everybody has their eyes on her. And this nurse is like, hey, Mrs. Colby, how can I help you? She tells the nurse, oh, y'all need to go ahead and get Jeff ready. We're on our way on a trip. So yeah, he's leaving. And nurse is like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, no one told me, Alexis. Oh, I'm telling you, honey. Go get him ready. So Alexis goes in and she starts click clack and packing up stuff. Unbeknownst to her, nurse in the hallway is like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mess up my job. I'm not gonna ruin my check. Let me call the proper authorities, i.e., Blake Carrington. She gets on the horn. She calls Blake first. And then she calls the doctor, and they come bursting in the room. Just as Alexis is telling him how delicious the food's going to be and how awesome the spa is, it's going to be wonderful. She's packing his clothes, in walks Blake, and of course she tries to ignore him. But then he he has the audacity to put his filthy hands all over her all white ensemble, and she's all, unhand me, you brute! It's so awkward. Have you ever been at your friend's house when their parents have an argument? Or, like, have a teacher's husband or wife come up to the school and, like, they're arguing outside and you just don't know what to do. Or people arguing in a car. It's a very awkward situation. So, as Alexis is trying to get away from Blake and they're arguing very loudly in Jeff's hospital room, the doctor and Jeff look mildly uncomfortable. They're like, okay, what do we do until this is over? then Blake and Alexis carry this on out into the hallway and he tells her to chill like you're an idiot. What are you trying to do? You can't take this kid out of the country. The doctor has to jump in and he's like, yeah, that's true. He's my patient. I'm not going to sign off on that. It's probably not the best idea. We should keep him close. So now Blake has to come up out of his pocket and pay for security guard to keep Alexis from going in. I think he's being a bit dramatic. She's clearly not going to make a huge scene. But no less, no less than like an hour and a half later, they let Jeff go home anyway. Home being the Carrington Mansion, which I still think is a terrible idea. But there he goes. Oh my goodness. You want to talk about ruining somebody's day for absolutely no reason? We're going to talk about Jeff. Now, it's worth mentioning. I thought this at the top of the episode. They're flaunting baby Danny around. Danny is Stephen's kid. Flaunting him around like nobody's business, mind you. He and baby Blake share a nursery. I guess Crystal takes care of Danny and Kirby takes care of baby Blake. No, I, at heart, I've never seen baby Blake outside that nursery. Not one time. Baby Danny is gallaminted all around. And I'm thinking to myself, who is actually taking care of these kids? Nobody but Kirby. So Kirby, mind you, Jeff's home. He's suddenly remembering that he signed some paperwork he shouldn't have. Just clears clear his day. He goes up to the nursery to check in on his seed. Somebody's kiss. Somebody's got to do it, you know. And Kirby's on the floor. She's holding the baby. They're chitter-chatter-chatter-chit-chit. Chit. Jeff comes in and he's like, oh my gosh, can I give him a little kiss? And he kisses him on his forehead. And then he looks at Kirby. Mind you, last week, she put on a tan caramel and chocolate ensemble, made a Hershey bar fool of herself at the hospitals pouring out her heart only to have him pass completely out not hearing anything he don't remember that he remembers signing over paperwork he remembers that he's divorced but everything else is like so not only does he kiss the baby on the forehead and she's all you know just being a good nanny he then looks at her and he goes wow the way you look right there holding my son you're gonna make some man a fine wife one day Gets up and leaves. She doesn't say nothing. She's just like, I mean, I know this. I know he did not just do this to me. This is truly upsetting to me because it's like, who can she talk to about this? So I have reimagined the scene with baby Black. <laughs> I actually am going to make it up, but he's literally the only person she can talk to. So as Jeff comes in, the baby's probably like, who is that? Carby's like, yeah, that's your dad. Oh, the one you got a crush on? Word, I remember. He looks different when he's not sweating and cussing everybody out for crying. Is he cool with me? She's like, yeah, he's cool with you. He's a great dad. She has been feeding his son all this beauty and, you know, feeding his ex-wife all this wonderful stuff about him. And Jeff, you can't wake up and remember nothing, nothing. It's a disappointment. There's still like 20 minutes left. I should probably calm down, but I'm, I am actually offended. Jeffrey, I hope Adam puts a whole nother paint, whole nother layer of paint in his office and makes him, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. But I am wondering what's going to happen with Adam. Adam does not want to just take this line down. Let me finish the episode. I'll come back on and we'll go from there. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is part of the fun for me. I'm assuming that if you're listening to me week after week, you semi enjoy this as well, especially if you're watching in real time. Baby, sometimes you should just wait. Actually, no, I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm giving my knee jerk reaction as I see this, but... I'm going to leave out a little something, something for Kirby, but let's just call her Lavender, okay? Understand when we talk about Lavender, you know what I'm talking about. We're grown. Lavender robe, silk robe. She put on one of them Ontario robes. Whatever happened in Lavender has her feeling herself because the next day she is in electric red head to toe. Now, I'm not 100% into this monochromatic. This is the fourth or fifth time on Dynasty. Alexis and... Crystal are always in cream or white now. Fallon showed up looking like the cookie monster. Head to toe blue. I'm talking church shoes, pantyhose, skirt, shoulder pads, a whole shebang. Herbie in the toffee, sugar daddy, Hershey's dream realness, top to bottom. Well, she went out and got herself an electric baby. She is the lady in red. And she dares any of y'all to say anything to her. She is the lady in red. Trust me, you do not want to miss episode 17. It's ping pong, it's boom, bam, boom, bam. They're going back and forth. Drama, answers, answers, drama. So on and so forth. I thought I would leave out the Jeff thing, but just understand that Jeff and Kirby are now a little bit closer and she's starting to have second thoughts. She's totally like Alexis where that game face is not there. There's no such thing as a poker face. Fallon returns to Macapulco and of course she goes upstairs to greet her son who she hasn't seen in a month of Sundays and the baby's like, hey, who's that? <laughs> I think he cries a little bit. I mean, he clearly has forgotten who she is, and Kirby starts talking fast. She's like, Oh my God, Fallon, I don't know what's going on. I totally, I talk about you all the time. I gave him nothing but good news about you. She's freaking out, freaking out. Never mind the fact that Jeff and Fallon have slept in different rooms from the Giddy Up. Fallon clearly came back from a divorce, but I guess I can understand how that would be a little bit awkward for Kirby. Especially if she's trying to keep her secret a secret. Fallon's completely unbothered. She's like, oh my god, don't worry about it. It's normal for babies to forget who their mother is. Clearly, as a Carrington, your mom's going to disappear from time to time. She thinks this is normal. God bless her heart. Now, admittedly, I was so caught up in the moment with Jeff and Kirby finally, you know, Kirby finally getting what she wants. I almost forgot to tell you one of the most disturbing parts of this whole episode. It's bad enough that Blake is hyper insecure, right? It's bad enough that he can't take the L. After he kicked out dear Alexis from the hospital, f- soiled her gorgeous outfit, probably. He told her at that time, hey, I'm going to make sure there's an armed guard here the whole time. Well, I thought even at the hospital. Tell me why his scary self has a whole police officer walking up and down the hallways at his house. Now, darling, my dear, Why would you need a cop upstairs? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you stop somebody at the front door? This man is afraid of this little old, she's not old. He's afraid of this little woman or he's just sticking it to her extra heart. But it's like this cop is interfering with Kirby sneaking back and forth to Jeff's room. (laughs) How absolutely trifling, how cowardice of him. All right. So the saga continues. Alexis is still going for his neck, but I forgot this part too. I left this part out. Okay. So you know how the merger is about to happen? They need to have a board meeting and they need to have X amount of people on the board so that they can make the motions or whatever. Only Blake finally got through to Andrew. Andrew finally got through to about six people on the board who were going to be MIA on purpose. So Alexis and Adam are just getting ready to set up to celebrate. It's the night before. When in walks the sky with a telegram, I just love a telegram. I think that's so much more impactful than a text or an email. I love the whole drama of someone like knocking on your door, you have to sign for it. Sometimes people will sing them to you. Not in this case. So she gets the news the night before that no one's showing up. And her and Adam are like, oh no, abs- uh-uh. I can't believe he's doing this. So they're both on their ruthless again. They forget about everything else. And he's like, mom, we can't let this happen. She goes, I know. Baby boy, you find these people. Let me handle the rest. By handling the rest, that means she goes home. She gets a good night's rest and she puts on her own tan camel colored ensemble and she shows up to Denver Carrington. I can't see in the morning showing her entire ass. She's acting a fool so much that the secretary has to let her into the building, has to let her into Blake's office. And she's big mad when he gets there. She hadn't even sat down and he comes smirking in. He thinks he's so slick. She's like, I'm not going to have this, Blake. You better quit playing with me. So they're doing a little back and forth. He's like, oh, now you want to play with the big boys. This is what it feels like to play with the big boys. Mind you, he has never made it successful. We're not even going to go there. If you're watching the show, you understand what I'm saying. I respect confidence. I respect Unwarranted confidence, but sir, sir, lest you forget that you were okie-doked at someone's funeral. Let us not forget that you spent three weeks blind because somebody threw a stick of dynamite out the window and blew it up in your face. Let's not forget that you played yourself in a fantastic fashion by bursting into the office of your arch nemesis with the check that he wrote you to tear it up in his face. Not to tear it up in his face, but to flaunt it in his face. If anybody is going to play themselves on this show, it's him. Now, I will admit, Alexis needs to rein it in. But she's she's starting to put it together. You know, she needs a minute. She's going off on him. And she's swearing up and down, Blake, you're going to rue the day. You're going to rue the day you did this to me. When, of course, what happens? The exact same thing that happened last episode. The phone rings and Blake is just... <laughs> <laughs> He answers the phone like he wasn't in the middle of a rant. He's, "Mm -hmm -hmm -hmm." hello. I'm not going to tell you what it is about, but this is becoming a pattern. Blake receiving a phone call at the end of the episode, dropping a bomb, is becoming a pattern. All right, guys, that's That's all for this episode. I think I'm going to go ahead and watch Dallas next. I'm already in the mood. I'm going to go ahead and keep this ball rolling. In the meantime, in the meantime, enjoy yourself, be good to yourself, stay hydrated, stay moisturized, and remember to keep all of your drama on TV.